There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot of times when the bride hires me, it is a complete secret. So nobody else knows that I've been hired. So lots of times the other bridesmaids in the wedding are just the guests are wondering who the heck I am, you know? Lots of times my job is to enter a room where people either are wondering who I am or mad that I haven't shown up at anything until right now. If you've wanted yet feared to do work that is weird, this is the show you just need to hear. That woman you just heard isn't some kind of wedding spy. She's actually kind of a wedding superhero. Jen Glantz is a professional bridesmaid, and honestly, her job sounds stressful as fuck. She does everything, from helping the bride pee to wrangling a gaggle of drunk groomsmen and groomswomen. If you like what you hear, please, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, wherever. No matter if you're at work, walking down the aisle, running from your wedding, you can actually subscribe to a podcast pretty much anywhere in 2017. This is the future we were promised, people. Now let's listen to them speak about their jobs, which are quite unique. Weird work. Okay, so in one sentence, how would you describe what you do? I am a professional bridesmaid who is the on-call therapist, personal assistant, social director, and peacekeeper for brides on their wedding day. And how did you come up with the idea of being a professional bridesmaid? So it started out of frustration. There was one night in particular where two really distant friends who I haven't spoken to in many years, they reached out to me and they asked me to be their bridesmaid and it felt a little bit weird. So I went to my roommate. I said, Carrie, this is what happened. Two friends, they asked me to be a bridesmaid. I haven't spoken to them in about five years. And she said, Jen, you've become a professional bridesmaid. People are asking you to do this because you're good at it. So that idea came into my head and then a few hours later, I thought to myself, okay, I don't have any business experience. I was a poetry major in college. How do I launch a business? Well, the first thing I should probably do is see if there's interest. So I posted an ad on craigslist.com offering my services to the strangers of the universe as their bridesmaid for hire. And within 48 hours, I received hundreds of emails back from people who wanted to hire me. And that's how I initially tossed the idea out there to the world. I guess, where did you even post this ad within Craigslist? You know, I had never really been on Craigslist before. My mom always told me, never go on there. Sketchy things happen. So I don't think I ever really went on the site. Um, But that night, you know, I was so frustrated. I wanted to see if I could maybe start this business. So I think I went on um, Women Looking for Women, maybe that section. And I posted the ad there. I wrote this funny ad in about 10 minutes just saying, you know, if you need someone to help you pee in your wedding dress and your friends are a hot mess, you know, I'm your girl, hire me. And after I posted the ad, it was late on a Friday night, I closed my computer and I went on with my weekend and I didn't really check my email again until Sunday night. And that's when I got a huge amount of response from people. And I thought, oh my goodness gracious, maybe there is something here. Maybe I should do something with this idea. So, okay. So you're on 
women seeking women and just you get a ton of hits over the weekend on on this ad did it get picked up did you find did it get out into the world somehow or were there just that many brides searching for bridesmaids on craigslist (laughs) you know what happened was i think someone must have seen the idea and then shared it passed it around i got to work monday morning i checked my email again and i had every single news reporter from almost every station calling me emailing me wanting to talk about it so it went viral and and i think huffington post was the first news place to pick up the story and then from there buzzfeed picked it up e.com picked it up i mean it was everywhere and here i was at my full-time job thinking oh my god i hope my my boss doesn't find out about this. And I had to call my mom and tell her, you know, maybe don't turn on the news today because your daughter, you know, did something crazy on Craigslist. So Yeah, this is your first foray into <laughs> Craigslist. And now you yeah. have thousands of Craigslist solic- or hundreds of Craigslist solicitations. What were those requests like? Like, what are people emailing you saying? Like, like, what are the more common ones you run into? I mean, I would say at the first ad I think that I put out there, 30% of the emails were strange. You know, they were from guys looking to get married. They thought I was giving myself up for marriage, you know, and uh, (laughs) there were people in other countries who said, you know, weird things. But a lot of the responses were from brides who said, Jen, my wedding experience is a mess. My friends are being horrible, or I don't have any close friends, or I'm having a ton of problems with my mother-in-law. You know, a lot of the requests were just people coming to me with problems they couldn't tell anybody else in their life. Life, which allowed me to start to realize there needs to be different packages that I offer. One of those packages needs to be just a virtual one where they have somebody to call and vent to and ask questions to. And one of those packages needs to be a package where I put on that bridesmaid dress and I fly to their city and walk down the aisle for them. So there were definitely a range of responses and that allowed me to figure out a lot of my initial packages back then. And do you still have that original ad up? Is that still just generating requests for you? <laughs> so I think after a certain amount of time, Craigslist takes the ad down. I think it's like 70 days or something. So I think the ad has been off of Craigslist. So I haven't gotten any, any more business from there. But the weird thing was I set up a fake email to make the Craigslist ad. And that email address was do I get a plus one at gmail.com. And because it got so many hits, Gmail shut down the account uh, like the week after I posted the ad because I got so many responses. So I didn't even get to see a lot of the responses after the first week because that ad was, I guess, reported for the, the email was reported for spam and I never got to access that account again. It was so crazy. So the ad's gone. That original email is no longer in access. And, um, you know, a lot of the business I've been getting over the past three years has been from referrals, has been from word of mouth, have been because people saw me on the news and then waited till they got engaged and reached out then. So, I mean, you could have potentially missed out on hundreds of marriage proposals. (laughs) (laughs) I think so, right? I mean, I think my Prince Charming was actually in that spam folder, so you never know. Google potentially shut down your Prince Charming. (laughs) This is what I tell my mom when she used to ask me why I'm still single. Blame it on Google. (laughs) Yeah, this one one we could definitely tack up as Google's fault. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you. Okay, so like one thing I do wonder, I'm uh, I'm 29 and I'm in like the heat of wedding season or whatever, but there seems to be a bunch of, some of my friends are like always bridesmaids. Every wedding they're locked in as bridesmaids. I'm like never groomsmen. I'm like, I'm like, so I wonder, is there something about your personality that makes you like ideal for bridesmaid? 
<laughs> well, first of all, I think it's actually probably a good thing that you're never the groomsman. You're saving a lot of money and you're not getting a lot of gray hairs from it. So there's definitely a positive there. But I think, you know, my situation is I was in a sorority in college. So I had a lot of girlfriends and a lot of them met the loves of their lives in college. So they got married when we graduated. So that allowed me access to being a bridesmaid very early on. Uh, and I think, you know, one of the reasons why I became a bridesmaid that even distant friends asked me to take on the role is because I was responsible. I showed up on time. I was usually sober at weddings. I was fun. I talked to everyone. I'm, I like to think I'm a people person. So I would walk into these weddings and really just bring everyone together and they could rely on me. And I think that that's a huge thing for your wedding is that you want some type of comfort and you want people that you can rely on. So, okay. So that works really well when you know the people, but sure. when you're a professional bridesmaid, is it ever like, who is this woman? Why is she uh, like, even on, on my own weddings, I questioned the bridesmaids <laughs> who are up there at other people's thing. I'm like, I barely know this person. How do you navigate that? Yeah. So a lot of times when the bride hires me, it is a complete secret. So nobody else knows that I've been hired. So lots of times the people who, who are other, the other bridesmaids in the wedding or just the guests are wondering who the heck I am, you know? Um, and that can be sometimes very interesting and, and a tough dynamic to integrate into. But that's part of the job, you know. So um, lots of times my job is to enter a room where people either are wondering who I am or mad that I haven't shown up at anything until right now. So they're not super thrilled to see me. But I, I do have this passion and love for people. Uh, and I really like helping people in difficult situations. And I like being there when there is chaos involved. So I think that, you know, by doing this for three years, I've mastered that ability to walk into a room where people don't necessarily like you or understand why you're there and to have fun with it. So do you walk in, like I'm guessing, you know, let's say it's makeup and hair in the morning. Do you walk in and you're like, I'm Jen, pro bridesmaid, ready to do this thing. We're on a tight schedule. Let's get going. Or do you like, do you have fake storylines? Do you, I don't know, how does that part work? Yeah, I definitely say that monologue in my head before I walk in. But when I get there, uh, you know, lots of times it's a complete secret that I was hired. So the bride and I do have a backstory. I'm not Jen Glance. I'm Jen something else. And I know her from somewhere else. And that's the story that I stick to. But, you know, my job really is to pull people together. So even if the bridesmaids are rolling their eyes at me or wondering who I am, you know, my first thought is how can I help them? What can I do for them? Because essentially that's my job. I'm there for the bride, but I'm also there to help the bridesmaids out. And I think a lot of people don't realize unless they've been a bridesmaid many times that there is a lot of chaos, a lot of last minute, last minute things that happen behind the scenes at a wedding. And if nobody is experienced enough to help out with those things, they become into, they become key stressors that people really get down about. So I walk in there and I figure out who needs what, what has to happen, and how I can help. And very shortly after that, they tend to warm up to me and be happy that I am there. So when you have these, I'm very curious about these mysterious backstories. Like, what is there one that you're particularly proud of? Or are they all just kind of standard, like, oh, we knew each other from college? Yeah, so they, they definitely range. I've been a friend from grad school. I've been a friend from kindergarten. I've been a friend from high school, yoga class, all that stuff. I'm working a wedding in three weeks where I'm her friend from uh, just senior year of high school in Indiana. And then after that, I moved away because she doesn't want her mom to question too much why she's never met me. So, uh, you know, there's always complications to the stories, but there usually is a story. And, and that's what I stick to. 
So at this point, like, is the magic of weddings dead for you? Have you just been to so many and done so many that it's like not as emotional and a magical experience? Or how do you feel about them now versus when you started? I think I've, it's it's an interesting question because I still go to weddings. I went to a wedding this past weekend for a friend. I was just a wedding guest and I found myself crying, you know, during the ceremony. And, you know, the week before that, I went to a wedding where I was a hired bridesmaid and I found myself crying during the ceremony. So there's definitely still that genuine emotion that I feel during these magical moments. But I think the magic of weddings have changed in the sense that I question why people do what they do. So growing up, I was never that wedding obsessed girl. I never planned what my wedding would look like. I never imagined how my wedding would go, what I would wear, all of that. I always did think about the vows, I would say, you know, as a writer, primarily, I guess I always wondered, you know, what were the words I would say to the person I married? And, um, you know, now that I go to a lot of weddings, a lot of what I do is question the decisions people make. So why did you spend $100,000 on eight hours? Or why did you think you had to get $50,000 worth of flowers? You know, I question those decisions. And I think a lot of what has what drives weddings nowadays, what makes them so insane and over the top is a social pressure to keep up with everybody else. And I think in that sense, weddings have changed over the years. And I see it firsthand how messed up that is, whereas most people go to three weddings a year and maybe don't catch on to that so quickly. And I think that has distorted my image of weddings, but not necessarily of marriage or love. I totally agree with you. When I was planning my wedding, there was just so much shit online about like everything you needed to do and all these parties and all these like, like I had to like appease, like the internet told me I had to appease like 25 different religions with like different (laughs) ceremonies. I don't know. It seemed like it seems like a lot of crap associated with weddings right now. But then it's also like no one asks themselves why, you know, why am I listening to what the internet is telling me to do? Because Essentially, marriage is signing a piece of paper and making a couple agreements with the person for what you hope your future is going to be and then having a party. So really, everything else is just something that other people are doing that you feel like you have to do too, right? So I think it's important for people to take a step back when they're planning their wedding and say to themselves, what do I really need to have? What do I really want to have? And not what everybody else is telling me to have. There's no rule out there you must have a bachelor party or you must have an engagement party or you must have a wedding where you wear a white dress. Those are just things that everybody else does, but there's no rule that you have to do it. But I mean, when these things start to get ridiculous, like how far are you willing to go? Definitely helping somebody pee. That's a great thing. But like, what is, has there been a line where you're like, nah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I've definitely crossed that line many times, I would say. Um, You know, I've definitely been in situations where I felt kind of uncomfortable or have done things I never assumed I would ever do. But I think, you know, what's interesting about my job is that brides don't see me as a wedding vendor. They see me as a human being who's there to help them. So they usually ask me to do things, help them with things that they don't feel comfortable asking anybody else perhaps to help them with. And I do find beauty in that. 
Um, and I find beauty in the fact that they come to me to help them make decisions that most people in their life wouldn't be honest about. So they'll come to me and ask for an honest opinion. And because I can't be biased, I don't know them well enough, I give them the honest truth. Or lots of times they present me with contracts from vendors and say, is this fair? And I'll find holes in it. I'll find ways they're getting ripped off. I'll find ways they can save money. So I think a lot of the reason why brides hire me is because I am honest. I am that honest voice. And I'm going to find ways for them to save money and plan a wedding that they actually want to plan. No, that's great. So like for the people who use your service as bridesmaids for hire, like, do you think there's any sort of stigma? I mean, you've mentioned people having to be secret about it or not wanting to tell people about it. Do you think there's a stigma about having a bridesmaid for hire? I think that when I first started this business, a lot of people were like, this is a crazy joke. It's going to fade. It's not going to work. Well, I've been in business for three years. I've worked with over 100 clients. You know, my ultimate goal is to make this a position in the wedding industry that everybody feels comfortable having, just like a wedding planner. And I do believe that one day that will happen. And I think that, yeah, of course, some people still look at this as, oh, I would never hire a bridesmaid. But those people don't understand what this position actually is. You know, there's a virtual side of it where I'm just there to help you with your problems, your chaos, give you honest opinions and truth. There's the behind the scenes side of it where I don't walk down the aisle, but I'm still there managing the people and the problems that happen. And then there is, of course, a package where I do walk down the aisle for you. So there's many different degrees of what I offer. And people who write it off as crazy or stupid or sad don't truly understand what I'm doing. Um, So a lot of what I've had to do is just explain to people. And then once they understand the business, they say, yeah, I totally see why somebody would hire you. Uh, And that's happened again and again and again. So you get this viral. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You You start hopping on all these news things. What are you doing with your full time job? Oh, that's a great question. So I worked really hard to make sure nobody at work found out, which was very hard because people would see it on Facebook or they'd Google, you know, the news. They find they found it. It was very apparent. And I tried very hard for my boss not to find out about it. And, you know, even when he did, I didn't want him to think that I was more focused on this than my job. So um, I worked very hard to make sure that didn't happen. I would wake up at 6 a.m. and work on my business till 9 a.m. I'd get home from work and work on my business after that. When I got invited on news shows, I would try to schedule it during lunch and I would run from my office to the news station and appear on the news and come straight back the morning that I was on the Today Show. Um, I left the Today Show. I ran to work. I scrubbed my face from all the makeup and took my put my 
my hair up so that nobody would know I was on the Today Show. And I didn't tell a soul. I valued my full-time job. I valued the experience. I loved what I was doing. And I didn't want to let anyone think that my you know, new program or business was interfering. So I worked really hard to make sure that there wasn't much crossover. On a totally separate note, I think you'd be a great spy. <laughs> Thank you. People have said that before to me. People have definitely said that before. Um, I'm quick. I'm I'm resourceful, I like to say. I'm very resourceful. Yeah, you would have been an excellent spy between made-up <laughs> backstories, organized, keeping things secret. Like, that's – I mean, you're checking off. I mean, if this – if anything, you know, five years from now, maybe that could be a new avenue. You know what? I think that I'm really good at living. And I write a chapter about this in my book about living a double life. You know, like, I think that, um, you know, I would work my full time job Monday through Friday, Friday night, hop on a plane to a random state, work a wedding all weekend, come back Monday morning and go to work. And, you know, that was my double life. I was two people. Or I would spend my lunch hour on, you know, CNN news, get off of the lunch hour, go back to my cubicle and work. And I was literally living like a very exciting life and a very consistent life at the very same time. And I think that that has been a very interesting adventure for me to go through. Was that grueling on you? Like, was that hard? Of course. I mean, it was very hard because I also had no one to talk about it with. You know, I was keeping it a secret from people at work and my family, you know, they heard it, but they didn't really understand it. And close friends, I mean, how could they possibly understand what I was going through? Because they didn't have anything like this happening to them. So in a way, they were tired of hearing of it. So it was very difficult because I felt very alone during this whole thing. And I think a lot of people who start their own business or have something crazy happen to them, they feel alone because they're the ones living it and nobody else truly understands their experience. Now, you're at this point where you're trying to live this double spy life. Um, how do you go? How do you just transition out of the full time job and just go all in on being a bridesmaid for hire? So I'm very good at working a lot. I like to be very busy. So for a very long time, I was working full time. I was um, working Bridesmaid for Hire, building that, and I was writing my book. And this went on for a very long time, and I loved it. I had no free time. I saw no friends. I didn't have a life, but I loved it. Um, and then there was a moment in time where um, two years ago in October, my boss sat me down at 8.30 in the morning and told me that I was getting laid off. The company wasn't doing very well and 40 employees had to be let go and I was the first one they told and he told me that he chose me because he saw that I was going to really do bigger things in this world than work for this company which was kind of like a backhanded compliment because I had worked so hard for the company but um, you know when he said that to me I was devastated I felt like I was losing you know a huge part of my life, which was that security of a full-time job. And I remember I packed up my stuff. I think I stole a bottle of peanuts from the kitchen and I walked out and I looked at the door and I said to myself, I will never work for somebody else again. So I've worked very hard to make sure that that's happened. And that's when the official transition began in my head to try to build something strong for myself so that I never had to go back and work for another company. So, okay. So I got, I got a wedding. I like just, two days ago one of my friends let me know that he's getting married and that there's going to be a you know wedding party reception thing coming up so let's say he starts going rogue like he's breaking down he's like he's his name is prashant he's like sam everything's falling apart i made a mistake this is a terrible idea i think i'm gonna bail 
what what would be a good like pep talk maybe maybe we could give him First thing I would do is remove him from that situation. I think that that's an overwhelming situation and mindset to be in. So take him out of that situation. Say, let's go for a walk. Let's go for coffee. Get him out of the environment he's in. And then sit down with him and have him break it down for you. So make sure he's doing most of the talking and you're giving very little advice. Because the more he talks it out, the more he'll be able to understand why he's feeling like this and what he really wants to do. But I think two steps. One, remove them from that environment, whether it's the room they're in or the the place that they're sitting in currently. And the second thing to do is get them to talk. Have them talk it out. And before you know it, there will be some type of resolution. This is great. This is great. And if if Prashant does listen to this, I, I'm not implying that his wedding is going to collapse. <laughs> Definitely not to his bride. I'm sure everything's going to be beautiful. But just in case, now we all have some good pep talk points. Yes, you never know. So it's always good to have a plan A and a good plan B. Yeah, so escape, have an Uber ready. Yes. Um, and it seems like avoid excessive amounts of alcohol. That seems to be a one that comes up frequently for you. Let me tell you, it doesn't do anybody any good. I Seriously, if there's one piece of advice I'd give to couples getting married is that you should limit the alcohol you consume because... It's an exhausting day. You have a lot of people to hug hello. You have a lot of responsibility. And I think a couple too many glasses of champagne can just make all of that a little funky. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was funky for me the next day, but I don't regret any of the excessive drinking I did on my <laughs> wedding. <laughs> that means you can handle it. So that means that, you know, you're okay because you can definitely handle that alcohol. But no, this has been this has been so much fun. I just wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to do this and to talk to me about all this. Thank you so much, Sam. It was such a blast being on this podcast, and I'm so excited. Oh, look, it's me again. You thought it was over. I'll give you one guess what I'm about to ask. Oh, yeah, it's to subscribe to this podcast. If you do, I'll love you forever. Unless you're Ira Glass, in which case, I'm on to you. Thanks. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.